Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is 2021 now. This is the Bench Bro Sports Podcast 2021 edition. We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. We're in the middle of week uh, 17 right now, so we're watching live uh, the later window. So I'm Wesley Splane. Anthony Fertini's here. Brandon Farrell's here. Guys, what's happening? What's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Let's make sure this is a good year. 2020 was shit. Let's start it off right. Exactly, boys. Let's make sure we start this year off right. Don't be a lazy piece. Work hard. Be a good person, and everything will work out. Did, did you guys do anything for New Year's, or was it just lackluster, like, relax, fall asleep nah, at 11? Did ton, honestly. Stared at wall, and then uh, <laughs> lay down on back and stared at ceiling. And actually had a couple uh, stairs at, at door, too, which is pretty fun. <laughs> I don't know. What the, I forgot what I did, actually. Definitely wasn't any exciting. Guy, oh, we went had a wild night. We had a fire in the backyard. That was pretty much it. Did you do anything with the firehouse? No, boy. Can't do anything. Everyone's got a social distance. Oh. Yeah. It's best, but what That's about why. you guys? Went to a friend's house, like one of Shan's friend's houses over in uh, Harlem. Like five people get together. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brand? Same. Went to a buddy's house. It was like four of us just hung out. Yeah. That's that was cool. it. I'm surprised I made it up. Made it way than I did. Mm-hmm. I guess the the ball drop was a shit show from television. Well, I didn't watch it, was it? It's nothing happened, I don't think, right? It was, uh, it was Times like Square was there. empty. There was nobody there. They had like little cubes of medical personnel, like first responders that were that got to watch a ball drop with their masks yeah. on. And then they had like Sydney Lopper butchering it and a bunch of other weird like performances. Then um Anderson Cooper and um oh shoot, Andy Cohen, they were like bombed on stage talking to a mic. Andy Cohen was like, Hey, you want to drop acid, Anderson? Huh? Let's do it afterwards. It was so bad. And then de Blasio yeah. was dancing like an idiot too. I've never, I've never sat and watched that on TV at New Year's. Like, this was the first year I did because there wasn't any like sporting events going on. Everything got done at like five o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Eve. Yeah, everything closed at like one o'clock, and all the games were done by like five or six o'clock, and then it was just kind of dead space. Usually, there was like, I guess, five games in the late window on New Year's Eve that you can just put on the background of your parties and stuff, but like. There was only like two bowl games, I think, on New Year's Eve, which was really strange. Speaking of bowl games, go ahead, Wes, take it away. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm almost certain that the Ohio State beat Clemson. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm almost positive that happened. So we're going to start with college football. And uh, since the week 17 games are wrapping up right now, and then we'll have playoff implications right after the scores come out and the, everything goes final. So we'll start with the college football playoff and How Alabama steamrolled Notre Dame in the first game. It wasn't really close. Devonte Smith just pretty much sealed up the Heisman trophy. In my case, uh, three touchdown passes. It, he was sensational. Mac Jones played a really good game. Najee Harris literally jumped over somebody. Which Thank was you for coming. insane. They won 31-14. Notre Dame backdoor covered. They covered the 19 and a half spread. So good for them. So you got uh, the other, money, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> that, good. I, I've been having a rough week with gambling. I mean, but we'll get back into that later. And then Ohio State. Ohio there was talk State. about them Ohio not being State. in the playoffs or whatnot. And ever Dabo ranked them 11th. Well, they came out and Justin Fields was on fire. He had six touchdown passes. Clemson got a um, a touchdown early, but they were able to match Ohio State's momentum. Trey Sermon was having a great day running the ball. Ohio State ended up winning 49-28. to A true shocker to the college football world. Everyone thought it was a done shocker. deal. That was going to be Alabama and Clemson for the national shocker. championship. Now it's going to be Alabama and Ohio State. And Ohio State. I'm it sorry. Was a it was an upset. I'm sorry for I know. You're, all that. You're, um, too yeah, let's keep up. the comments to ourselves and, um, until he's done, please. Let's have some I, here. I am too jacked up. The 
The number one thing I love about watching Ohio State win games is every time the announcers, like whoever the announcers are, they're always like, Ohio State, Ohio, touchdown, Ohio State. And that's all you hear all game long, all game long. Touchdown, Ohio State, touchdown, Ohio State, touchdown, Ohio State, 49-28, touchdown, Ohio State. Go Bucks. Justin Fields, six touchdowns, one pick. Trevor Lawrence, he sucked. And that's right, baby. We're going to the natty. Well, Trevor Lawrence didn't suck, dude. I think it was was more of a... He was awful. He He didn't have time to throw the football. He He didn't have time to throw the football. I will defend Trevor Lawrence right now. No, no. Dude, no. God wants to make NFL scramble. I don't care if you have time or not. Scramble. Scramble and nowhere else to go. He ran on us last year. Run on us again this year. He literally would go go to throw the ball, and he would hit the... Like, he was awful. He was so bad. He... Dude, it was awful. Like, so there was honestly there were times when he was passing the ball, and I'm like, "Where's this guy passing to? He's passing to literally no, no one." I've never seen him play that bad. Oh, I have. Last year's championship game was worse for him. He literally went 33 for 48 for 400 yards, two touchdowns, and that one tipped interception. Yeah, but do you know what Justin Fields went for? I know what Justin Fields went for. I already said he had a day. Like those deep balls that he threw were in. Sensational, they were very nice. They were, but Honestly, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a bad game. I, I disagree with that. All Ohio BS, State's defense was awesome. All BS aside, serious note, I did not think Trevor Lawrence played very well at all. I think if he did play well, this would have even been a closer game. But for the fact that Justin Fields was able to take that hit to the ribs and come back, he he must have. He has bruised ribs, absolutely. He may even have some fractured, like hairline fractured ribs because he got hit hard in the ribs, like hard with this helmet, with that guy's helmet. So for him to come back in the game and then put up a show like that, man, his arm looks so good. And he was throwing it right in the end zone to all his receivers. So it was a a well-deserved win for Ohio State. Brandon, do you have thoughts? Yeah, I was talking about this, um, I think, yesterday with one of the guys I play football with. Um, I mean, my my opinion is very different. Um, Yeah, Ohio State and Alabama, Clemson, they're all great teams, but I saw no reason for Notre Dame to be in there, especially getting blown out by Clemson a few weeks prior. Um, And the fact that a lot of of teams just got kind of – they just kind of just got shafted. I mean, we kind of talked about it on a previous podcast – you know, you win 11 games and you don't get into the playoffs, then you you have a six-win team that gets in just because of who they are and what their name is and all that. You know, I'm not taking anything away from them, but I, I'm not, I didn't really watch the games. I kind of watched it when I was at the gym. Um, Notre Dame getting blown out again. But I think they need to change the playoff bracket. I think they need to do it more. More teams, let them fight for who gets in, not just pick four teams and roll it that way. I see this every week political agenda it's political dude that's really all it is in a joking manner but brandon you're right i'm ohio state fan because i'm an ohio state fan i'm not an ohio state fan because they're number three this year because they won national championship 2014 i've liked them since i was like 10 or 11 so it's been quite some time they even they even were good back then but you're right they played six games clemson played um 11 before they played Ohio State in that game. And and the thing with that is, like, we know Ohio State's a good team, but it's a lot of wear and tear on the bodies of the players if you're playing 10 games versus 5, 6, or 12, 6, 11, whatever it is. So it has a big effect on the players' bodies and also on their experience for the season. The more games you play, the more experience you'll get, the more situations you've been in, the more reps you get. But at the same time, the more your body is in motion, the more hits you're taking, the more energy you're um, you're giving and you're wearing your body out. So it's kind of like a give and take system. But I mean, I agree. It's just not really a level playing field. There's really nothing they could have done to play more or less games, obviously, because of the whole virus. But honestly, there should be either a different type of bracket, playoff bracket to make it more fair or do something to change it up because – I completely understand what you're saying about, you know, well, playing less games. Just to just to piggyback on that, especially this year, like the Big Ten kind of backed out 
and it, you know, they, and then they come back, and you got teams from the Big Ten in the playoffs. And meanwhile, other teams played a full season, and they, they, I mean, who's to say they wouldn't have won a playoff game against Alabama or Ohio State or or Clemson? I, I don't think Notre Dame should have been in there. As as uh, no matter what their record was, they were ten and two. Regardless, there's other teams that were more, were more worthy than Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame and, cannot win big games. And by the way, if it was like if. We all know it's about the money too. Why, like they put certain teams in or whatever to get the most ratings. If you want the most money, expand the playoff because everyone's going to be watching all those games. You're exactly. going to have crazy ratings. You exactly. can't tell me and you guys as well that nobody is watching that Coastal BYU game. That was one of the hottest games of the year. And it was one, high, one of the highest rated games for the college exactly. football season on ESPN. Exactly, because everyone's so used to seeing Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. We would love to see teams like Oklahoma State and like Kansas State playing the national championship game. Like, because all these years they've sucked, right? Now you have teams that are starting to win a lot of games and become a very good program. I think it's awesome to see it. It makes it exciting. It makes it. It makes you want to watch the games because. It's not the same teams every year. There's a chance. That's what makes March Madness so awesome is because you have chaos in throughout the entire bracket. Now, so it doesn't make sense. College college football can't put 64 teams in the playoff, but you could put at least like eight or 12 or 16 if you wanted to, and you would have chaos that way. That's exactly how they need to do it. Bracket. Look at half of these bowl games, dude. Like Florida had ten opt outs on offense. Like, dude, they they had like fourth and fifth string guys out there. With a twenty five ranking playoff system, it should be at least twelve teams in the playoff because that's pretty much half in a sense. Or, uh, yeah, twelve or whatever, fourteen, whatever you want to do. But at least get more teams in there than four. I mean, what is four? There's too much talent. Cincinnati, I mean, played well. Coastal's playing well. All these teams. And even look at Georgia that's came back to beat Cincinnati, which was a very that Georgia Cincinnati game was awesome. It was time management though. Clock management was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. Really I mean, like them. some of the some of the decisions that Cincinnati made were scratchers, but like that third call uh third down call to try to do a bootleg pass, I kind of agree with that because the, the dude was open and then Georgia received uh defender made a great play. But yeah, exactly. Like, if you want more money, expand the playoff because that's how you're going to get more money. Look, I rather watch Coastal Carolina play than Alabama and Ohio State at times. Like, I love Ohio State; that's my team. But it's cool to see these other teams in. Like I said, I mean, you guys can say this too as being big sports fans and college football fans. Like, you want to see these other teams get in because it's it's really entertaining. Like I, like I said, I had more enjoyment watching the BYU Coastal game that I almost did the Clemson Ohio State. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I love to watch that game, but you guys understand what I'm saying, obviously. It it yeah, I mean I, I'm the same way. I don't I, I don't I don't free time out of my day to watch the, the, the Alabama play Clemson and Ohio State play Notre Dame. I'd rather watch the other teams that fought all year play against each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than these teams that are over. We know Alabama's great. We know Clemson's great. Mm-hmm. We know Ohio State's great. Um, Notre Dame just started really playing well this year, but they can't win big games. The only big game they won was – the only reason they're ranked up there was because they beat Clemson earlier in the season when Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing. And then they wound up losing to them 34-10 to the previous week So in the ACC championship game. So it's, it's hard to beat a team twice. But obviously, because they beat the national championship championship team once, they're going to rank them up there anyway. So, like, even if uh, like Georgia beat them, they'd be ranked higher. You know, it's just it it does it does have it does play a role in like who who you beat. Like Wes, you said this like it's a better loss or a worse loss, which sounds so stupid, but you're right. Honestly, like I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but I understand what you're saying. Is like you know crappy losses and good losses like you're better off taking a, a like a good loss to clemson than you are to a, like a bad loss to a team that's unranked so like ranked. kansas or whatever yeah like those losses do or those losses and wins have a big um carry a lot of weight in ranking yeah, yeah. In, in the ranking system yeah and like dude 
these top teams, like the name brand teams like Alabama, Ohio State or whatever, they're not going away because the recruiting classes are still recruiting. Like top five. It's like Alabama recruiting. and Ohio State, they got so many five-star recruits that just uh, committed there for this upcoming class. It's crazy. It's like, all recruiting. It's going to be Oregon, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Those guys aren't going anywhere. Oregon is struggling bad. They yeah, just but they're get, get it together. They're getting recruits left and right coming in. They're getting lots of players. This upcoming year, they're going to be like nice. Like 2021, yeah. like they have a lot of good players coming in, a lot I'm of fresh you, talent. Kid at linebacker? He's great. Like those that brothers are all talented. Yeah. What the Swell brothers? Yeah. They're all oh. like freaky athletic. They're the Polynesian boys. They're freaking mm-hmm. animals. It's like baby tra- uh baby Palomala. They're just mm-hmm. dude, they're lunatics. I remember when we were in the weight room, uh, one of them brothers, uh, the strength conditioning coach walks in. <laughs> he's like he screams like the top of his lungs, like he's like uh I forgot what he even said, but he screamed something like, let's go, like as loud as he could, like imitating the strength conditioning coach. And uh, it was crazy. Like they're just like a big ball of energy because some of the other athletes, I mean, Wes, you know this. Kids you've played with, they walk in a weight room, they're like half asleep or they, they, there's no energy there. You know, it's kids. It's, I understand like it's, well, not necessarily kids, but. 18, 18 to 21 year olds are kind of hard to motivate at times. So, yeah. you know, it's a special, it's a special thing when you see that from a kid like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this Ohio, I would be bummed if we had Alabama and Clemson yet again, that would be like probably the third or fourth time we had that national championship, but I'm glad that it's Ohio state this time. It gives it a little extra, like it's something different than what we're used to at this stage of the year. So, so who are you boys rooting for then? Dude, it's hard to pick against Alabama right now. I, I mean, mean, well, who do you think's going to win and who do you want to win? I think Alabama's going to win. Okay. Who do you want to win? Uh, you know I don't. Uh, Ohio State's one of my most hated teams. I just can't stand them. Like but I'm being an honest, honest guy. I really think Alabama will win, though. Their offensive line is great. They're right. Like, how are you going to stop that team? Seriously. Like, yeah. Devontae Smith is insane. Najee Harris will just jump over you or run over you. There's no other option. I th- and then Mac Jones has been really good. I don't know if Ohio, Ohio State is ready for this because they are, like, one of the best Bama teams I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how well that offense is, knowing that Bama was just like a hard-nosed, run-the-football type of team 10 years ago. Yeah. But Ohio State does have some good pe- – that defensive line is really good. Like I said, they brought, they put a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence literally had two seconds to get the ball out of his hands, and that was it. He's Those tackles were getting mauled. Yeah. Yeah, he's used to having a clean pocket, but he didn't have a clean pocket. And then also, they were rotating safeties, and – Ohio State secondary, which was very vulnerable throughout the year, they had a really good day. Mm -hmm. That helped them a ton. But if I'm going to pick a team, you have a gun held to my head, I'm picking Alabama. The spread right now is seven, and I think the over-under for total points scored between both teams is like 77 points. What happens if it was a cap gun? Then I'd probably pick Alabama. I I would pick Alabama either way. (laughs) <laughs> you you put like a gun with like a the bang bandana on it, then I still pick Bama. Uh, yeah. Like, look, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say no. I'm. I honestly thought Ohio State was gonna lose to Clemson again. They were 0 four against them coming yeah. in. They could have won last year. Like on a serious note, they could have won. There was that fumble that they returned for a touchdown, got called back, and then the targeting call that took one of their big time players out. So I still believe that Ohio state was better. Like one of the best teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, me, I, I don't think so, but I I understand. Like, I understand what you're saying, but, uh, yeah, I just, Bama is so, so sharp this year. They're just, Oh my God. They're kind of just scary all around. Just playing like very well. 
It's just Ohio State has to find a way to like expose their weaknesses. They got they like every team is human, so mm-hmm. Ryan Day's gonna have some work to do on film for this upcoming uh this game, obviously, and just find out what is their weakness. Like what is it? Is it, you know, if we can get two sacks, will they start to be a little bit shaky or like what is their weakness? how are we gonna expose their weaknesses? Because they have them, but no team yet was able to really expose them. So is it going to be like a size matchup, a strength matchup, a speed? What is it? So if they can find that out, I think they'll be able to put up a good fight. Yeah. We'll have more of a championship preview on the upcoming CFP 100, our last CFP 100 of the year with uh, Hudson in the mix too. So we'll have a full breakdown of that game and possible Heisman considerations too. So good. I mean, the bowl season was okay. All the bowl games are kind of just add eh, this year. There was a couple good ones. Cincinnati and Georgia was really good. Uh, Texas A&M yeah. was good, too. I mean, like, I can't really remember that many good bowl games. Liberty and Coastal was crazy, too, with the way the clock management was in that game. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You guys want to talk NFL? Last week of the season, we made well, it this far with the NFL. Crazy. I'll, I'll only – I'll start with this. I don't know if I let you guys know this last podcast, but – I just want to thank the Steelers uh, for keeping James Conner out. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Game time decision. Um, you know, put me in a bad spot in fantasy. Couldn't replace him. Lost by seven points. Ended up taking third. If I won that week, I could have taken first. So thank oh. you to the Steelers organization. Not only were you the uh, best, worst team in the NFL, but you kind of screwed me out of fantasy this year. So shout out to you. Tough. I. I will send that message to uh, Mike Tomlin uh, as soon as the office opens up tomorrow at 8 a.m. <laughs> yes, I won my fancy league. He's the coach of the year this year, so I need to please let him know. <laughs> you got many coach of the year candidates. Some of the coach of the years are going to get fired today. How about the Jets losing? They were the hottest team in the NFL. Come on, dude. Did they score on their opening drive, though? I, that's all that matters. I don't think that's, they did. Oh. Uh, Who's Let number 13 on the Giants? Pettis? Pettis, yeah. He was like a return man. They won their conference thing or whatever there. The Giants? The NFC East, yeah. They, they're going to no, win no, that. No, no, Washington loses. Lose. Yeah. Washington to lose. has to lose tonight, and the Eagles are literally having nine starters out, so it's going to be tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the Eagles are a crap team anyway. So just to recap for what we know right now, um, oh, what a pass by freaking Tannehill, dude. Unbelievable. Dude, he is dirty. He needs a shower. He, a he needs a shower, dude. He reminds me of beauty that he's brown, dude. <laughs> exactly, dude. You don't even you don't want to see me with the ball in my hands in elementary school. Right, you got what a beautiful still? pass. He threw from the 18 all the way down to like the 22, the other field 22. He's a great Jeez. quarterback. He's an awesome QB. I like Tennessee. It's just their defense is so shaky. So I want to say something about this Bills-Dolphins game. The, the Dolphins put up 26 points against the Bills. That's pretty damn good, and Tua did not have a good game. But this just goes to show how important experience is in these big-time games. And like Tua was, you can clearly see the nerves – in this kid. So like that's where experience comes in. Like I maybe might have honestly played Fitz Fitzpatrick instead of two in a in a game like this because he's has more experience. I think it would have been a little bit more calm, obviously, than Tua. But like that's something that's just gonna take time for this kid to get all these rookies to get adjusted to, you know, the pressure. Yeah. Because it's all uh, a mental thing. That's all it is. Right, so let me just run through a couple things here with the wild card hunt in the AFC. Um, because Miami, are you what? are you taking steroids? Yeah, dude, I'm stacked off. Oh, because your your voice is a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know you were taking steroids or not. <laughs> stacked off. All right, back to the conversation. <laughs> I got to throw some BS in there, boys. Sorry. Of course, you have to, dude. You got to make it entertaining. Dude, it has to be this entertainment business. Come on, boy. Come on. So we had the Dolphins had the win to get in. They got trampled by the Buffalo Bills. Everyone thought the Bills were going to rest their starters, get ready for the postseason. 
Well, the Bills came out to play today. They put up 56 points on the scoreboard. They won 56 to 26. And then that led to the Ravens clinching a playoff spot with their win against the Bengals, 38 to 3. And then the Cleveland Browns, it was kind of tight, but they ended up beating the Pittsburgh Steelers to be in the postseason for the first time since 2002. Now, because Miami lost, they that opened the door for Indianapolis to sneak into the postseason, which they did after a 14-point victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Miami is officially eliminated from the postseason. They are. Really? So I can't really bang Miami because Miami came in with the expectations of like a six or seven win team. And they won 10 games this year, which is very exceeding over those ex expectations. They got a good young core with Brian Flores running the system there. I think they need to switch up the offense, though. It just didn't fit what Tua was doing in college. But and then now Tennessee just kicked a game winning field goal to win the AFC South. So Indy will be a wild card team while Tennessee will be um, the AFC South champions. So they're out. No, Indy is in. Dolphins no, are still out. Dolphins are out. Like Dolphins are yeah. out for good or? Yeah, they're done. They're eliminated. Huh. So, and this is the first. Uh, AFC South Championship for the Titans since 2008, back when Chris Johnson was on the team. Is that right? Yeah. Well, that really sucks. So right now, as the playoff picture shapes up in the AFC, you would have the Browns playing the Steelers in the first round, the Bills versus the Colts, and the Ravens and the Titans. And then on the NFC side, because it was a winning your end game for the Rams and the Cardinals playing their backup quarterbacks and the Rams end up winning 18 to seven. So that put the Cardinals in uh, a dire need to get some help. But then the bears own the tiebreakers. They did lose to the Packers 35 to 16, but the bears are now in the postseason instead of the Cardinals. So the bears would play this, um, the saints in the first round and the Rams would play. I think it would be uh, who won the, um, Shoot, why am I drawing a blank here? It's not the East. Oh, they would play the Seahawks. And then tonight, if Washington wins, they win the NFC East. And then the Giants will get in if Washington loses. I hope everyone understands that. <laughs> I get it. I just didn't want the Giants to get in because now they're not going to have a top 10 draft position no matter what. Dude, yeah, I mean... Daniel we need Jones? receivers. I, I, I am could have so not sure. Alabama. Oh, Smith? Yeah. Yeah, probably. he's a top 10 guy. You can get Jamar Chase still. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like these receivers come in for New York and they just never seem to work out. I mean, Slayton's been uh, playing really well, but I don't know. We just don't have that number one guy. So did you watch that game? Uh, no, I didn't. Just okay, so it was like a fumble at the end where like uh, Wayne Gallman was like literally sitting on the football and they said he recovered the ball. Just like sitting on it like he was nesting an egg? Yeah, like he was like squeezing his cheeks to uh, gain possession. <laughs> oh, I can't see this. <laughs> Guy must squat like 600. <laughs> he literally... Got the first down to like isolate, like the ice the game, game over and everything. And then he drops the football. It was kind of raining here in New York, so kind of understandable. And then like he was just like sitting on the ball. And then like you see a pile ensue. And then like, the refs say Giants ball. And then a Dallas Cowboy comes out of the pile with the football. And I'm just like, what the hell? You know, you know that's, that's one it. thing I could never understand. Like, how do they really know who gets the fumble recovery? Like, it doesn't matter who runs out of there with the football. I mean, that, that's one thing I'll never understand, how they know. How do they sift through that? Like, some guy – like, there'll be three three guys from one team and one guy from the other team, and that one guy will come up with the football. It's like, how? <laughs> Dude, yeah. you do not want to be on the bottom of some of those piles. It is awful. I could imagine. You got to get more stacked. Get a little bit more muscle mass on that. Dude, frame. people are, like, punching each other for, like, the football. Like, some dude's – pinch and like if your helmet's off a dude bites it's it's crazy down on those piles 
But anything else? I mean, you watched the Arizona and the Rams game. Do you have thoughts on that? Well, I only I had that game, and I had the um, I had the Bears Packers game on. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I, I the the Rams. I understand Jared Goff is out, but they just haven't been playing to the level that they need to play. I mean, for the postseason. Granted, Kyler Murray got hurt and he came back, and he just wasn't Kyler Murray. He wasn't operating at one hundred percent. Um, the Rams are not are not a dangerous team to me right now, and I think they're going to be one and done in the postseason. Just the way Goff was playing before he got hurt and just the way that whole team has been operating. Um, their defense has been stout, but that offense is just not the same offense, not the same dynamic offense it was. They haven't been so, using Woods and Cup to their advantage. I mean, their run game is good, but Jared Goff has just not looked like a championship quarterback. So I don't want to, like, push too far ahead but i mean we all had super bowl picks who you guys i don't want to maybe talk super bowl but who do you think is going to have a pretty good uh like run in the playoffs so pretty much there honestly i think the way the bills are playing dude you can't count them out against kansas city yeah i think they're the one team that could possibly give kansas city problems and then also I wouldn't rule out Baltimore either because Baltimore has been rolling. I know the schedule has been kind of light or whatever, but it, Lamar Jackson has found his groove in the pass game, and that's very difficult to, to defend the pass and the run, especially with him scrambling out of that pocket. Mm-hmm. Honestly, man, I think the Bills just uh, after today, the Dolphins were on so, the, the Dolphins had so much momentum over the past couple of weeks. I mean. Locker room energy, coaching energy, player energy, everything. And for them to come out today, I mean, Tua did not play well at all. He had 361 yards. He threw the ball almost 60 times. But um, he had three picks. That's that's not good. But uh, to put up 56 points against this Miami Dolphins team, that's and that's just towards the end of the season. So They were a good uh, defense, too. That was all their They start. are. They are. So I agree with you that I think the Bills may – Honestly, make a push now, it does come down to experience. I, I'm a big believer of that. So they really don't have that much playoff experience at all. So what's going to happen with that? You know, that's going to be the only question moving forward. Dark horse for the playoffs. Do the Browns get in? Yeah, they got they in. They're are, playing Steelers yeah. the first round. Okay, well, you know what? As much as I dislike the Browns, I'm going to say the Browns. They, they might surprise a few teams. Baker, Baker played really good, though, too. I mean, he's had a quiet, good season. Well, people only want to ridicule him and, and, and talk about him when he's playing bad. Well, of course, because it's Baker Mayfield. They love hammering number one overall picks. But, I mean, he didn't have any of his receivers last week, and that's why they lost to the Jets. Like, half of the playbook is gone. Mm-hmm. So, and when you look at it, this team loves to run the football, and they literally have the best running back tandem, I believe, in the NFL with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And those guys aren't going away, so they can control the clock. And I think there are so much better football team now than they were when they played Pittsburgh at full strength back in September when they got blown out. I think, I think just the way she goes, bud. <laughs> spoken, That's spoken like really a, spoken like a true lady. When you run out of thoughts, that's all you have to say. That's honestly just the way it really goes because what are you going to do? What are you going to do, boys? I mean, you got to – Are you going to go up there and say, oh, no, I'm going to move the Dolphins to the Super Bowl? No, you got to play for the game there. (laughs) Well, uh, you got to mention that Derrick Henry achieved the 2,000-yard mark today rushing, which is incredible. He's a stud. He's got to get some MVP consideration. In my mind. It's down to him and Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes fell Boys, flat in December. I don't want to interrupt, but I am going through old Instagram messages here, and I'm just deleting ones that are so old. And I came across one from June 19th of 2018. I, I somehow found a way to message my own self. I DM'd myself, NASCAR. Welcome to race day goes west in Vegas. And I said, I don't know. I don't dude. I don't know how this happened. Said saw this shit coming five miles away. And I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what that is, but it's NASCAR and I found a way to DM myself. So there you go. Are you feeling all right that day? Dude, I don't know. I don't know how this happened. 
He needed a guy to talk to. And the I best needed to talk so. was himself. Yeah, yeah I needed like, to talk. There's nothing like messaging yourself. I needed to talk to myself about NASCAR. <laughs> well, but we don't yeah. we don't talk about NASCAR, so. Yeah, exactly. So I am on my own. <laughs> that's what that's what loneliness will do to you, boys. Check your DMs. Maybe you'll be uh, messaging yourself as well. Yeah. All right. Let's go with the NFC, though. I mean, like. You're looking at this playoff picture. The Packers have the number one overall seed. The Saints will play the Bears in the first round, followed by the Seahawks and the Rams going against each other for a third time this season. And then Tampa Bay will play either the Giants or Washington, whoever wins the NFC East or NFC Least or the god-awful division that it is. So, anyway, is there any Dark Horse teams in that conference, or is it going to be all Green Bay? You know, I'm kind of leaning towards Green Bay to win this conference, but this NFC is more of a toss-up than what the AFC is when you look on it from the outside looking in. I mean, probably Green Bra- <clears throat> Green Bay, right? That's what I was thinking, yeah. I mean, they've been falling really good lately in December. They've been hot. Yeah, they're just winning games. Yeah, I definitely have to say it's 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 all Green Bay. I mean, there's no team that's gonna that's gonna compete with them, especially with that first one first round bye. I mean, they got time to rest. They got time to watch film. It's gonna be hard to beat them. They're such a team that is just like, it, I don't know what it is. They just like sneak up on every single team, and then before you know it, it's like thirty five to fourteen. You're like, what? Like I thought it was like a tied game. I don't know if it's like Aaron Rodgers goes off or like what happens, but do you guys ever do you guys think of it like that too, or do you have like different thoughts about that? Well, because like it's like they they put up like a lot still of have the underdog mentality because it's Green Bay. They're not like a nationally no- well, they are a nationally known team, but like no one talks about them as much because I guess everyone's tired of them. But like every time you try to win a game a game against them, they it just doesn't work. Like. No, because Aaron Rodgers is freaking fantastic. It's like just the fourth quarter team, pretty much. I mean, they lost to the Buccaneers pretty bad. They went to OT against the Colts, and they lost that game. But for the most part, they're putting up a lot of points per game. I mean, almost over 30 every single game. I like them. I like them because especially with the home field advantage, quiet stadium, no fans in the stands, Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to do anything on that snap count line of scrimmage with the hard count and everything. And their defense has been playing a lot better. I don't see the Saints giving them a test. I think the team that will give them the most fits is probably either Tampa or maybe Seattle if Seattle cannot gun them. But I still am not a believer in Seattle's defense. I think Tampa will. They already beat them once. Um, Steamroll. Battle of the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's the battle of the quarterbacks. It's all about experience once again with that and it's a big confidence booster if you can beat a team once you can try to beat them again twice so just go back to what you did before and i mean that's not the best tech the best advice i would say to go back to the same thing you did before but just the peace of mind knowing you beat them once definitely helps a lot more knowing that you know we can beat this team again yeah all right, um, that pretty much does it for the NFL. So we're on to the playoffs, baby. The what? Has what? gone up the, the playoffs. What? Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? playoffs. I just want the game. <laughs> Dude, just watch Jim Mora. Like, go down to YouTube, uh, rabbit hole of uh, his press conference. YouTube broken. Awesome. YouTube broken. YouTube's broken, dude. YouTube app broken. Watch too many bass fishing videos. <laughs> How is bass fishing doing, though? Boy, it's excellent. I, I haven't been in a while. I haven't been quite some time. We've been picking up some skiing and probably surfing soon, but we haven't been bass, bass fishing in quite some time. I want to say probably about like three weeks, at least two, three weeks. But... Hey, I mean, speaking of bass fishing and lakes and stuff, we're going to have two games on Lake Tahoe for this uh, NHL season. How about Yeah, how about her? Yeah. How are they going to pull that I, off? I cannot wait till hockey comes back. I'm so excited for it. I think Flyers it's going to be play one of those games. Flyers are going to be in there. I think Flyers and Bruins. Yep. Yeah, it should be good. 
And then speaking of the Bruins, uh, Zdeno Chara signs with the Capitals on a one-year deal. Incredible. So, Incredible. I mean, he's not the same player as he used to be, but he's still a good, sizable defenseman to help out with that uh, defense on the Caps. Look, really shaky have, last year. Having that specimen in your locker room with the success that he's had at his size in the NHL, I mean, that's enough to get the team motivated to say, all right, we're not of caliber of this guy. We better pick it up, and we better win a lot of games this year. I think that's really going to help you guys a lot because I'm not going to say your team's young, but now you have Chara and Ovechkin. So the I don't I don't really know how I feel about that because they're leaders, both leaders. So they either going to have to find a way to work together, or or it's not going to work. So. It's either going to be a really good thing or not so good. But uh, I think they'll – honestly, I think they'll be all right. But I think just having him in that locker room, like I said, is going to be a huge – a huge like, whoa, this guy is crazy. Like, he still does like X amount of pull-ups per day at his at his age. Like, reps out reps of pull-ups. I mean, my favorite moment of Daniel Chart was when he played with a broken jaw in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, that was like <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, insane. So, I'm interested to see. It would have been awesome to see Ovechkin, Chara, and Lundqvist on the ice all together on the same team. But <laughs> all star team. No, I wouldn't all-star say all star. 2010. Legendary, <laughs> legendary team. Not even all star. Yeah, but uh, Hendrik Lundqvist is going to be out with uh, surgery. I don't know if his deal he's is done. Years or one year. He's got. A, I think it's one, and he's going to be done. He's, yeah. he's coming back from heart surgery. I mean, yeah. Tough. All right. Well, uh, Brandon's basketball team, the Philadelphia 76ers, are in first place of the Eastern Conference through six games. How, how about, about her? Yeah, how about her? I saw that. That's exciting stuff. They need to keep it up, though. Keep it up. Allen Iverson is back? Uh, yeah. Yep. He's back and he's in his prime. I'm like he Dude, never left the league. Awesome. I, I may actually try to get to a game soon. Just yeah, me, nobody there. else. Yeah, he'll he'll be there. He'll probably talk to you. He'll probably put you on the court, suit you up. That's cool. <laughs> I'll literally go. Y'all yeah, go for sure. Was uh for first uh first team elementary basketball? Yeah, cut <laughs> from fifth grade. We sat down with the coach and was like, "Hey guys, you guys really just did not play well. Uh, we just want to move forward." <laughs> and me and Brandon, gonna like, sign, what? Gonna sign somebody else? Like, what do you mean? We're parting ways. Like, We're parting coach, ways. I played, I played my heart yeah. out. I've been practicing. I've been practicing for this for three days. Yeah, cuts at elementary school. <sighs> Cannot believe that happened. Well, while Philly is number one in the Eastern Conference, the Phoenix Suns are number one in the Western Conference with Devontae Booker and um, Chris Paul over there. Um, some weird things going on just really early in the season. Um, KD and Kyrie have been balling out when they have been in for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, somehow Cleveland is four and two, which doesn't make sense because Cleveland stinks. I guess they've had an easy schedule or pulled up some upsets here or there. But um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks are the seventh seed right now. I watched a Knicks game. I think they played the Raptors a few days ago. Yeah. They really don't have anybody out there. I mean, I feel like they just keep signing these guys that were – great maybe five years ago and it's like i mean besides you know knox and rj barrett it's like they don't put any pieces around them they're a perfect comp to what the new york jets are like those two teams are very comparable in different sports with how they're built roster wise just none of the players gel well with any of them <laughs> i mean pretty much i mean that's kind of like the epitome of new york sports it's right. like you got all this money it's a hot market and you can't get anybody to come there and play and it's because your franchise is so diminished and nobody wants to go there and play. And when you are good, your your uh, players are all in the injury report and they never play. Yeah, set out for the season. Well, I mean, look at Brooklyn now. They got Kyrie and they got Kevin Durant. I mean, they're, they're playing pretty well. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, they're going to be scary in the postseason. They'll be there. Milwaukee will be there. Boston will be there. I think yeah. all these teams right now is just going to be a crapshoot. Like they'll they'll collapse eventually once we get into like thirty or forty games. 
I don't really look at standings early on, but I just did just because the 76ers are number one. And, of course, the Eagles, they stink right now, so all Philadelphia has to attach their uh, greasy hands on is the 76ers. Well, yeah, I never pay attention to standings until it comes closer to playoff time, but every time I watch SportsCenter, I see Phillies winning games, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, they have to be number one. So I checked, and I'm like, yes, we finally got yeah. time. And the fact, and the fact too, is like SportsCenter will be like, "Oh yeah, Philadelphia won," but look, they're number one in the, in the um, Eastern Conference. Are they gonna win the finals? I'm like, dude, slow down. It's like two games. Well, I mean, they gotta talk about something. <laughs> talk so about just, hockey. Oh yeah, forgot they don't talk about hockey there. No, they, they no. Don't. It's football, basketball, and college sports. Not even no baseball hockey. anymore. No nope. baseball comes on for like three minutes. Nothing. I didn't even know it was baseball free agency until like I was uh, hanging out with uh, one of my friends and he was like, yeah, baseball free agency started. I'm like, are you serious? Nothing. Nothing. It stinks. Thanks, ESPN. Appreciate you. Yeah. I'm going to watch Fox Sports from now on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you should do? You should pay attention to sports. Yeah. There you go. Bench for sports. Exactly. 2021 is going to be the year for bench pro sports. Feel like I said that about 2020, and that didn't really go well. But we'll get there. We'll get there, boys. <laughs> All right. Anything else, boys? Yeah. Uh, no. It's really not that crazy. I mean, it's all football right now. We're getting into like postseason time, so we're very excited for that. All yeah. Football. All football. What are we going to do when this is over? Cry. Go, go <laughs> yeah. into a deep, dark depression and wonder why there's no football. Stare <laughs> at the wall. So, oh, yeah. So one more thing about um the Texas. Sure, bud. Texas firing Tom Herman, hiring Alabama's offensive coordinators, uh, Steve Sarkeesian as their new head coach. Do you have thoughts on that? Uh, well, Hudson is going to be pretty happy about that because, I mean, well, he's going to be pretty mad about that. I mean, because he needs, um, Tom Herman to stay there. So he has a chance. Dude, it's, it's crazy how colleges just give up on their coaches after three years, not even let a whole recruiting cycle go through. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they give up on their guys way too soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like how franchise, like uh, NFL franchises, like they draft a quarterback and then within two years they're done with them. Like, give that guy some time. Well, talking about coaches, we might as well get into the Urban Meyer thing too, as well. Yeah. About, um, well, there's been rumors. I mean, NFL Monday is like, the Monday after the NFL season is usually the dark day for coaches getting fired. And it has been reported that the Jets are expected to move on from Adam Gase finally. And I was then, just gonna ask, did they let him go yet? I mean, we're count we're counting down There's to uh, be parades in the street. <laughs> I don't know about that. Buildings burning. <laughs> we're gonna have that as one. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars are expected to part ways with their head coach, Doug Marone. And then a top candidate to know is Urban Meyer, who there's been reports that he has told close friends that he believes he has the job. He's getting his staff together and he's going to go to Jacksonville. Not confirmed, but there are reports out there. And then also another head coaching news, Doug uh, Peterson is going to stay in Philadelphia. They're not going to move off from him. And then we'll see what happens tomorrow. So I understand. Uh, I'll, I'll speak from a coach's point of view. I understand Irvin Myers. If, if this is true, if he's going to go coach, I understand the love of wanting to coach. It's like you just cannot not coach after you coach. It's just when you coach, coach, you cannot not do it once once you start doing it. So I understand. Like It's like, all right, he – Irvin Meyer looks at himself as like, this is my purpose. Like, this is my gift. This is what I do. That's it. I don't do anything else. This is what I know. This is all I know. This is all I do. This is my sole purpose. If I don't do it, I I don't exist. So I understand it. But you 
went from Florida, left Florida because of health conditions, said you weren't going to coach again. Didn't go back to Florida, went to Ohio State because he's born in Ohio, coached at Ohio, had a hell of a career there, left Ohio State for Gassetti's, I'm done, I'm done, completely done. Now he's thinking about maybe, if it's true, going to Jacksonville to coach at the NFL level where you now have grown-ass men who are being paid millions and you're trying to tell them what to do after you've been out of it for a while. And also, you went from college now to the NFL as a different breed. So how is that going to work out? How much actual coaching is he going to do versus staff? Who's even going to be on his staff? Because all the guys he's coached with is pretty much from Ohio State which they're still there, most of them, or the other ones already have full-time jobs at other universities at better positions, like head coaching positions. So who is going to be on your staff? How well are you going to do? And why even taking this position? Because after he left Florida and Ohio State and said he was done for good, now he's going to go coach the NFL. Personally, me, I don't see it happening, although there are a lot of rumors going around, like a lot of credited rumors that hold a lot of weight. But... I just can't see it happening because I don't. Uh, to me, like I don't understand. He's got grandkids now. Like, you're, you're are you done or are you not done? Or uh, and there was also rumors him about coaching at uh, doing classes, uh, leadership classes, teaching classes at Ohio State, or doing like maybe other volunteer work or stuff like that, but not coaching again. Because when he said he was done coaching, he was done coaching. But we'll see what happens. I think right now. Jacksonville is the best spot for him to go when it comes to like getting a shot at the NFL because it's a very young team. It's a leader roster. They got a lot of draft picks. They're going to have the number one overall pick, which is going to be probably Trevor Lawrence. But now if Urban goes there, you got to think about Justin Fields now too. So, you know, you're going to have a fresh start. You're, you're pretty much very credited. It's just you got to – he's a good game manager. And in the NFL, it depends on what your coordinators are. Like, there's more heightened on that than there is in the college game. The biggest so I problem- feel like he's got he's got enough credentials to where he's respected enough to hire coordinators and they'll respect him. And then, like, if he has opinions and stuff, because Urban's a very smart football guy. So he's going to be uh, very well respected. And I feel like if he gets some coordinators to have a good amount of NFL experience, it will be a good situation for him. The only problem is, and I've never. Obviously, I've never coached in the NFL, been around a little bit of NFL players, but mostly college, obviously, from Oregon. And coaching tactics for college players versus NFL is completely different. So is he going to be able to make that adjustment after everything he's learned over all these years? I mean, years, literally half of his life from Bowling Green to Toledo, to Ohio State, to Florida, to all the places he's been to coaching coaching college football, is he going to be able to transition from that type of setting to the pro? Because obviously we all know NFL is a different breed. College is a different breed. So that is going to be the question. And a lot of that's either you're going to be a success or you're going to be a fail. I mean, we've seen Nick Saban. Nick Saban, one of the best college football coaches ever to go to Miami and pretty much do nothing there. He was pretty much miserable. Goes back to Alabama. He is still winning championships at at his age, getting older. And this was years ago. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll be following the footsteps of Nick Saban, trying to outprove him, or, like, who knows? It may not even happen, but that's the question that's got to be asked. I mean, we'll see. Anthony Lynn's job is probably going to be in jeopardy, too, with the Chargers. Um some other it seems like the Bears are going to stick with Nat, Matt Nagy since he's already made the postseason. The whole Mitch Trubisky thing is going to blow me away if they give him an extension because he's due for one. But I'm um, still waiting for a contract. I'm a free agent coach. Yeah, I'll be picked up by Jacksonville. I'll move down to Florida. Assistant water boy. Yeah, I'll be closer to the boy. <laughs> All right, that seems to do it though. Assistant water boy. Wait, wait, she, yeah, assistant water boy. What does that even mean? You're, you're, you help out the equipment staff. You don't hand the water out. You just fill the water bottle. You fill it. Yeah, yeah. I can't you get screw contact. The cap. Yeah, I can't get contact with the athletes. <laughs> so I just screw the cap. That's it. Way she goes, bud. 
But I mean, like, Brandon, what what do you think about if Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville? Would you think he would have a good amount of success there or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a great coach. He saw the success the uh, the success he had in college. Um, in the NFL, it, it means a little bit different. But I mean, if you're a real coach and you can lead men, then I, I I mean, I could definitely see him having success with the right guys around him. Right. I I just because there's a lot of job openings now. I think there's like around like eight or nine because you're gonna have to think about the Jets, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Falcons. It seems like the Falcons are gonna sign Raheem Morris though. Um, Giants are probably gonna stick with Joe Judge. I mean, what do the Cowboys do? Are they gonna fire Mike McCarthy after one season? Who knows? I don't yeah. think so. It's gonna be awesome off season though. I feel like a lot of things are going to happen with this salary cap going down. And this draft is going to be very sneaky, too. Like, what do you, if the Jets, are you going to stick with, are you going to pick Fields or are you going to stick with Darnold? Well, I mean, who, see, who knows? You could just do what uh, Arizona did to Rosen trade him, just yeah, dump him. All depends on where these guys are going to go, honestly. Because we all thought Dwayne Haskins was most likely going to go to the Giants, and he wanted up going to Washington. Now look, he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. There's been talks of him like possibly signing on to a team as like a practice squad guy, but I don't want that guy around my team right now. He's a mess. College quarterbacks. Even Urban Meyer said he was coming out a bit too early. I, dude, I said this to you guys like. This is not no defense. Yeah, it's not no defense position. I said he is not ready for the NFL. I said this like a long time ago. I said he is not ready for the NFL, and he declares, he goes, and he sucks. Like whether it's too early or just simply put, he's just he's not ready for it. He's just not ready for it. There's there's a certain type of persona that the players carry and type of uh, way they carry their themselves that you know it's like okay, he's he's good to go. Washington without Dwayne Haskins as their starter, seven and one. Way she goes, bud. So, all right, that is all the time we have for today. There's no Trailerville. Trailerville is closed right now. It is closed. That's correct. Thank you for coming, though. All right, on to the next town. Usually, everyone skips Trailerville anyway. But uh, <laughs> tough no time Trailerville. No comment. Start- Start the Trailerville Fund. Help out the local businesses. But anyway, that's all the time we have for today. We thank you for stopping in. And if you have any comments about your dark horse in the playoffs or if your favorite team made the playoffs and who you think is going to go to the Super Bowl, let us know down below. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Benchbro Sports. And follow our Instagram page at Original Benchbro. And follow our website, BenchbroSports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. You can check out NFL Weekly Drive. You can check out CFP 100. And you can check out episodes from 2020 of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast if you want to. So it will help us out. So, again, thank you for listening, guys. Last thoughts. Uh, I mean, what do you guys want to see? You guys want to see fishing videos, hunting videos? I mean, it's it's all up to uh, your preference. So Be you like Sports know? Center and post up uh, humpback whale videos. Yeah. Yeah. How about that sports center? Right. They literally it's been nothing but basketball and football. They don't show baseball. They don't show hockey. And then now all of a sudden fishing gets popular. They show fishing. Now they don't show no fishing. None of it. And literally some of the best fishing comes in the month of January out here. I'm not saying they have to fish in, Jan- in uh, the Atlantic Ocean here in Northeast. But Am I not right with this? Like, isn't Sports Center like a huge thing? It's so well known. It has its like own thing on uh, own show on uh, ESPN, and yeah. yet they stopped showing fishing videos. They put, they put a whale video up there one time, didn't they? Yeah, it was a whale video. <laughs> yeah, I don't they, even know they, what it was about. They're, they're pretty whack. They're fake news. Yet oh, did he even post the whale in the humpback uh, on the Hudson River? Like the whale over there to screw up the Jets. Like they didn't do that. Oh, so annoying. 
right. if you're gonna if you're gonna post bass pitchers, post them consistently because there needs to be a comparison. All right, thirty-five pounder bass, straight bass. Was it a twenty-incher, twenty pounder? Got to be some type of consistency. Are you going for pick rod? What kind of hook was it? it? What, what kind of lure? Did you have a six-zero circle hook, or was it a J hook? Was it barbed? Was it non-barbed? What kind of braided line did you have? Did you have mono? Did you have fluorocarbon? Was it clear? Did was you it put yellow? A worm on it? Was there, there a bobber? Was there All a right, bobber? Let's end it here. How much time did you have your lure in there? What kind of bait did you use? Was it chunked or was it worms? There's so. Was it artificials? Ah, boys, I'm sick. I'm so All right, sick let's... of it. Let's go on to the next week. NFL playoffs are here finally. That was Anthony. That was Brandon. I'm Wes. See you next time on the Fetch Sports Podcast. That's chill. We're out of here.